Maybe. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right. <laughs> Movie the Podcast. It's the first week of Thanksgiving, celebrating everyone's favorite comedic turn dramatic actor. Uh, Sean pulled a second shift at the old sucking the dad's dick store, so uh, he's not here, but it's you working got DJ and Alec, can, and of course, can I just me. say that uh, yeah. thing the, working in, overtime, <laughs> <laughs> no new crap. Uh, I can I just say that in the uh, in the the pantheon of our our, our theme names, I got to say, Thanksgiving ranks up there for me. It is a great theme. It's really good. Um, God, you came up with a good one today in the chat. It, I, I thought it was quite excellent. Yeah, I don't know if we have a January or not, but if do we don't, we have I'm a pushing. I don't think we do. Our January is uh, or currently it's Will Smith movies. Is the pursuit of crappiness. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll have to bring it to a vote. Yeah, should, I'm, go I'm ahead, gonna, guys. Tell, tell I'm going to lobby for Leonardo DiCaprio, but if not, <laughs> then we can just keep going with Pursuit of Crappiness. I, I, you know what? I appreciate the avenue you've opened up, though, for Zodiac signs. I don't think yeah. I ever thought about Zodiac signs. So now it's a whole new world that we can explore. Does right? Capricorn uh, filter into February? Capricorn, it, well, no, it's it's December 22nd to like January 22nd. Wow. Yeah. But now we get to look at them all. Pisces. Yes, yeah, I'm saying. It's perfect. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, isn't your, your birthday is coming up in a few weeks, Gogs? My birthday is coming up. Monday. It, oh, it's yeah. Friday. Oh, shit. Wait. Happy. Yeah, I forgot. Now. Anthony's oh, good. Monday. Monday is, yeah, Anthony's is, I think, Monday. His is a, the 13th. Time is irrelevant. So next oh, this week is the is your... 16th and Parks is the 13th. So Whatever. next week is your birthday pick. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was trying to think of what I would want to watch, and I hadn't. Um, I had a thought, and I completely lost my mind. I have a good pick for Thanksgiving, so who knows? Anyway, just uh, what did you all watch this week? I said to hurry up through the show, and I am delaying the show like crazy. Sorry, I just woke up. I'm very groggy. <laughs> mm. What did you all watch this week? Uh, as Gogs is eating a uh, tea, yeah, <laughs> uh, Alec eating Alec. a tea. Yeah. <laughs> I watched 19 things. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The first was Ken Burns Baseball, the 27-hour documentary. We're going to start with that. We're going to talk about each 27, each hour. Each hour. Yeah. Every, every year of baseball. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ken Burns, man. You know, I've never watched any of those. Like, ever. None never? I haven't Dude, watched Civil those. War is... Yeah, I hear they're great, but I've never watched it. I would love the baseball one probably because I love baseball and the history of baseball. I heard the so prohibition I, one's very good too. Yeah, I haven't watched a minute of any of the Ken Burr. I just know of him, you know. Um, I watched two two things and some of the TV stuff. I watched uh <laughs> the forty year old virgin. Hell yeah. Um that movie How does it hold, hold up? Yep. That movie rocks. There's some parts that are kind of cringy, and like they use the other f word a couple of times, which isn't yeah. cool <laughs> now. But back then, like it wasn't as frowned upon um, as no. it is now. Um, but overall, that movie fucking holds up. Like everybody's so good at that. It's a great cast. Uh, I, I don't. I know it's cast. it's not like, hip to say anymore, but. You know how I know you're gay? I saw you once make a, a sourdough bread bowl. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I don't care what anybody says. Um, the cast slaps all around. I mean, Steve Carell, Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd. 
I think that started like the the Renaissance. Nice. Um, Romanian Malco. Uh, Romanian Malco, who really didn't do a whole heck of a lot more. Yeah, that guy's great. He dude. was really good in that. He does some. I guess he'll pop up every now and then. I'll see him and stuff. He was in the I first. Some, he was in the first work. couple of seasons of Weeds. What he it was, was in? Uh, wasn't he in Blades of Glory? Am I remembering that correctly? He is. But I don't think he's in the whole thing for some reason. I want to say he like quits halfway through and doesn't show up again. I could be wrong. Um. Jane Lynch is fucking great in it. Um, oh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, like Kevin Hart pre- did it for half a second. Like, yeah. yeah. But it's like one of the most memorable yet. scenes. Not famous yet, Kevin Hart. Um, yeah, man, everybody in them. Catherine Keener's really good in it. And I'm usually not a very big Catherine Keener fan. I, I, don't, oh, uh, think she's, I don't think she's a very good actress, honestly. Oh, I like her a lot. But in this, yeah. she's like very. It seems very real. Her performance is very real, for how whatever however stupid that sounds. Like she she reacts to things like a real person. Yeah, she's good. Um, I like her. Uh, you know who else is in that? Who wasn't famous yet is uh, Jonah Hill. Remember, he shows oh, up yeah. and he wants. Oh to, yeah, wants, I just want to buy these right now. He wants now. to buy those like uh, platform shoes. Yeah, Kat Denning, um, Elizabeth Banks. Yep. Oh yeah, Those Kat two. Dennings was her daughter. That's right. Yeah, uh, I totally forgot about that. Jesus, Mindy, it's like a veritable who's who. Mindy Kaling. Oh yeah, Is yeah. It? yeah. She's Paul Rudd's uh, ex. But yeah, yeah man, that movie slaps. It's really funny. Like it's Is really that funny. Judd Apatow. Yeah, that's like uh, yeah. One, one of his big, first. That's one of the big ones. Yeah, that like that like started it. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, like Freaks and Geeks started it. But this was like his first like smash hit, and this movie is the reason that The Office got a second season. Is that no right? shit? I didn't know that. Um, they like apparently they weren't super happy with it, but then this movie was like a smash over the summer, so they ordered some more episodes to see how it went. And then like you guys, I don't. I'm talking to a couple of Office fans. Like from season oh, one yeah. to season two, like it's been Steve very Carell, different. It's very different. His performance yeah. is very different. Like in the first yeah. season, he's really just like a fucking dick. He's doing the he's basically David Brett from the other one. Yeah, he's. And then he's in the, season yeah. two, they make him kind of just like dumber. Yeah, he's like he, kind of aloof and like misunderstood what? sometimes, or he. Yeah, he's kind of like, like just an intentional asshole to everybody. No, if anything, he's like kind of sweet. He's just kind of an idiot, and he just kind of puts himself yeah. in bad situations. I feel like a lot of comedies fall into that trap where they start trying to be like they start with somebody trying to be like the edgy character or the mean character like homer was a dick for season of the simpsons then they just embraced the fact that he was an idiot and then then he became lovable like uh but the first season of parks and rec like ron swanson was kind of straight at straight and narrow and not as much fun and then you kind of you know everybody learns that oh you just gotta make him a little adorable a little 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 we uh Side note, we went and saw him last week at the uh oh, no Lyric. We saw Nick Offerman? Yeah, he was in oh, that's awesome. last week. That was so much fun. That that's guy's great. great. Yeah, he's awesome. Um the other movie I watched, I watched the Super Mario Brothers movie. The, the new, the new movie. animated one. Yeah. Um Had you seen that pretty, before? I, I had not. This is the first time I watched it. I thought it was good. It wasn't great. Um yeah, but it I didn't need that. to be really for me to like it. Like it didn't yeah. have to be a. 
a tour de force. It played um, all the hits. It did everything you yeah, wanted. It to. Yeah, I got all the sound effects I wanted to hear. I got like all the uh, all the little nods from the game. They found neat ways to incorporate them into the video game world, um, like Mario Kart and shit like that. Like bring it into like their mode of transport between worlds. That was like that was one yeah. of the most. I like the sequence too, where him and Donkey Kong, like, kind of go, like, action-based, and it kind of turns into the video game. That looked cool. Like, Did you, were you, I liked, when I when I watched it, I, I thought that it was fun, all the nods they made to Wrecking Crew. Did anyone else play Wrecking Crew on the Nintendo Entertainment System? No. Back in no. the day? No. Oh, no. yeah. That game was a lot of, it was the first game I ever played that had a level design. You could create your own levels and then break it. I, it was fun. I played uh, Blast Radius on Nintendo 64. You remember that? Blast Corpse, you mean? Blast Corps? Core. Core, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember Blast Core. But yeah, I liked Mario. It's but it did I end like up it, on like my I bottom half for the twenty twenty three movies. There's a lot the, that was better. I think the next the, one will be better. The thing I liked most is that it was an hour and thirty two minutes. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like it does not like a lot of those animated shits, especially all those illumination ones, like the Gru movies and stuff. They're like. Close to two hours, all of them. <laughs> yeah, this those movies. Some, those uh, movies need to be two hours long. Like, good lord. Yeah, they're really gonna set the plot up for the <laughs> right. Minions. Exactly. Be <laughs> banana. Um, it's a pretty good. That's, that's a pretty only, good minute. <laughs> that's the only movies. The only movies I watched. Um, we started watching. I don't know if we'll finish it before Peacock uh, expires on us. Um, we started watching Twisted Metal. Oh yeah. Oh, how um, is it? It's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not great. But is the it trying too hard to be funny? No, I don't think so. I just think it's. Just, I don't know. It's based on a property it's kind that of, like no one cares about anymore, and it's not. Yeah, funny. and and tonally, it's like it's funny at points. Well, no, it's I mean, like, over, it's it's all over I, the place. Like it's. I meant the game series isn't. Yeah, is it like, oh. the game series is like decidedly dark. I mean, it's funny, like in like the dark, twisted Joker joke, like that. Like Calypso is basically like jo- a Joker genie. It was just like, you know, I want one of the, the the guy Axel, who's literally just in between two tires. Like his dream, his like an goal, his goal is to be separated from his fucking tires, and I think he just like rips him out of it, and that's like. <laughs> like I mean, was- when you're like, when you're like the protest or not when the when the main character and all your box art is a actual child killer then like it's kind of yeah dark uh, samoa joe is uh sweet toothness not voiced by him it's just his body apparently yep samoa right. joe does the body acting and will arnett does the voice oh nice. weird <laughs> yeah it's a good um, voice though what character it's not, it's is not... anthony mackie supposed to be he's called milkman i don't know if he's like original oh, from the, the game um, it's not bad. It's, it's it's not. I don't know. It's missing something. But I'll tell you what, the soundtrack absolutely mm. fucking slaps. It might be one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in my life. Really? It is so fucking good, and it's all like '90s and 2000s shit because they say like something happened in 2003, like the yeah, world twist, basically twisted metal black. Twisted black came out. <laughs> whatever it was, the uh nuclear bombs or virus or whatever the fuck happened to the world happened then so like no more music got made after then mm. so everything is if like only. oh it's so goddamn good oh, it's like fallout 
I mean, I guess I haven't played. Is that Fallout. the canonical reason why all the music in Fallout is like old? Yeah, because the bombs dropped in the forties, and that's just all the music they had was from the forties. I'm looking at the soundtrack right now, though. This is some good. There's some good. There's some good stuff here. Yeah, Anthony Mackie. Like Anthony Mackie's a charming guy. Like I like him in it. Stephanie Beatrice is in it. She's good. Like everybody's so, good in it. It's just like it's just I don't know. There's there's something missing. Is there like something just not like connected? Is there car combat in the show? Yeah, okay. but they have guns. Guns out of their cars and shit. Is like, it a tur- is it a tournament? No, they're like so. There's like outposts all over the United States after this war, and Anthony Mackie's character Milkman delivers shit from outpost to outpost, and they reward him with stuff. Oh. Um. And he's trying to get something from one to another where the the reward they say is you'll be able to live in this city with us. You won't have to be a milkman anymore. Hmm. Um, so no Calypso then. Calypso is not in it, I assume. I mean, not yet. It's only yeah. I'm only like halfway through the first season, and I think they've only I know they've only got one season. I don't know. I'll probably finish it. See what how it how it turns up. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Thomas Hayden Church plays like a cop. Who's like an overbearing cop who like cuts people's fingers off and brands them and stuff? And he's, he's really regular, just a just a cop then. Just, <laughs> well, they don't really brand people too much, do they? Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a uh, that's all I watched. We wanted to watch a movie that we rented from the library called Spirit Halloween. The hell? Literally, it's about the store. Yup. It's a horror wow. movie made last year about the store. <laughs> oh, I'd watch All right. that. I'm in. It's like, please, please report back on that one. I can't. It won't work. You need to find oh. it and put it on the plex. The disc didn't work. We went That's to watch it the other night. Is it just, and, and it's uh, just called Spirit Halloween, you said? Yep. I'll check it out. Um, I'll see if I can find it. Christopher Lloyd did it. No shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But no, that's all I watched. Cogs. Uh, I watched two things, but they're two things I've already watched, so I'll be brief. Um, they're Aliens both 2020 and Zootopia. No, no, they're both 2023 movies that I just rewatched. Um, tur- uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles. That movie's uh, upon rewatching it, it moved up my list for 2023. You're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. That, that is what I'm referring to. Yes. yes. Yeah, and I think uh, I, I'm gonna think that's the best one, the best Ninja Turtles movie they've ever made. I agree. Um, I really, really enjoyed that movie quite a bit. The scene, the scene where to the the I think I said it before the no diggity scene where they're just doing like the old boy side shot, everyone just kicking a pile of ass is so good. Like the movie's so good, and the soundtrack also slaps on that one. Um, and then uh, another movie that's stock is rising. And I don't know if you guys have watched this yet or not, but I rewatched the Dungeons and Dragons movie with my kid. I've yet to that, see that. That movie's a shit ton of fun. Like it's just a like a fun kind of in the spirit of Ant Man one heist movie. And Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez have like really good chemistry, and he's like super charming. But it's also got like a good amount of heart to it. It's like it's really enjoyable. Uh. It's funny. It's like legit funny. Um, they need so to yeah, make a. They may need to make a sequel and put all the Baldur's Gate characters in there, and then I'll, right? I'll, I'll, I'll then I'll watch it. But no, it's like if you guys haven't. Have you seen that yet this year, Alec? 
I did. I uh, I thought it was pretty good. I just didn't get a lot of the jokes because I yeah. I guess that's D&D. I thought the mileage may vary. A lot of the straightforward oh, humor was pretty good, like the scene in the graveyard. Oh, that kills me every time. Well, I like that. Alec, that. Alec didn't get all the D and D jokes because he's had sex with women. Hey, you know it's a trade off. <laughs> yeah, but the scene where they, wait, they keep waking up all the corpses just cracks me the fuck up. It's basically like the top was Homer goes to the top of the mark. He's like, are you really the, the Dalai Lama? Yes. Really? Yes. yes. Really? Yes. 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 That is your three questions. I love that joke. <laughs> you, should, you should give it a look, TJ. I think I'm I think you watch enjoy it. it. I think it. you know enough high fantasy. You know enough DD lore to appreciate a, some of the I, stuff. But even I, if you I, don't, fam- I famously don't have sex uh, with anyone. So yeah, I'll, I I I uh, I don't care for. Uh, you know, tabletop games, but I'm very familiar with the lore and all that shit. And I, shit, I read all the fucking Dragonlance novels. Come on now. Like, what do you well, want you from go. me? But that's, that's everything, TJ. I read fucking Ravenloft books. How about that, bitch? Mm. Embarrassing. So I embarrassing. What that means, but here, here we are. Exactly. For, forbidden Realms. Look into mm. it. Yeah. Forgotten, Forgotten Realms. If, if Vinny listens to this, he's going to be really mad because it's, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the name wrong. Uh, I watched one thing, um, but it's a fucking banger and I fucking loved it. And it for once, for once, for one fucking time, the fucking, uh, internet horror community got one right. I watched the new Shudder original When Evil Lurks. It's an Argentinian film and it is amazing. Is it? However... I can already tell you that this movie is not for everyone because this movie pulls absolutely no punches. This is without a doubt, one of the most brutal horror movies like I've ever seen. And it, it's one of those things where I really liked that. I talked about it on the show. I really, really enjoyed evil dead rise. I thought it was loved it. I thought it was great. But one complaint that I had is I, I, and again, this, I know why they didn't do it because it's a fucking mainstream movie and they want to make money and they don't want to fucking alienate people. But one of the things that I wish the movie would have done, and I wish it would have pushed things a little further is the, the youngest daughter in that movie has plot armor like crazy. And I thought that the movie would be fucking wild because they kill the other two kids in that movie. Spoiler alert. They don't kill the little kid, kill the little kid first. And then you don't know as an audience. Then all bets are off. What the fuck to expect? Because killing little kids is is not is fucking haram. It's not you don't do it in, in movies. It never happens. Well, I'm here to tell you, it, when evil lurks, it happens, and it is fucking insane. And there's one scene, and I'm not going to spoil the whole movie, and I won't be too specific about it. But there is one scene where they do this thing where. They show this kid, and they keep cutting back to it. And and it literally, it's the director going, "Hey, you think we're gonna do it? We're not gonna do it. Oh, we might do it. Oh, and then they do it. And like the the movie is, and not just the brutality of the movie is great. the The acting, it's again, it's Argentinian, but the acting is absolutely incredible. The two the the two leads in the movie are really really good. The world building in this movie is great. This is this is something I'd like to like dive into lo- uh, it, maybe in future episodes, but 
this is a stealth post-apocalyptic movie because mm-hmm. this is a movie where and they never they're very vague about it but this is a movie where basically the world has discovered that demons exist and like demon possession is just something that happens they have a sect of people called cleaners to get rid of the demons but they don't like dwell on it but they just have enough where it's like there's enough like hinting at the world around him. Like they basically say that like the age of churches and God is dead because demons are real and God doesn't help you. And I think that shit like that is so fucking cool. Like to not dwell on that shit, to just kind of throw it out there. And there's all these rules that you have to follow. Like once you have, uh, once you deal with a possessed person, like the, the demon, the demon like constantly like wants you to kill it. So it can like basically, evolve into like the next state of demonhood I don't, there's just so many good things about this movie it's also it's also like right around it's a little over an hour and a half which is like it doesn't overstay its welcome it's shot really well i thought that like there's scenes that are like super tense and i just i mean it's it's an a plus it's it's like it's one of the best movies i've seen this year period but shutter, shutter keeps recommending it to me it's so good. It's Did so it just good. drop. It, yeah, like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. It's it's a it's incredible. It's a triumph. Uh this it's only this guy's like second film. I mm. gotta watch his other movie now. But like, I loved it. And if you can stomach some very disturbing imagery, because there is again, I'm not gonna spoil it, but there's some stuff in here. That's gonna stick with you. There's some stuff. There's a there's a scene in this movie that I haven't been able to stop thinking about since I watched this movie, but it's it's so good and it's so like I it's like uh it's it's what we always say right it's it, the honest thing is it's a very simple story but like with all the trappings it there's just so much more to it that if once you like rewatch it and you think about like the implications of what's going on because basically the 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 basic plot of the movie is these two guys live out in the woods they find they find uh the these there's these other people that live kind of near them their neighbors and they're harboring this this infected i forget what the word they use but they're in fact they're they're harboring this guy that is possessed by a demon and he looks fucking horrible and then they go to their landlord and the landlord's like no we got to fucking do something about this and they try to like basically move him and then just shit goes wrong and like shit just keeps going wrong and it's it's awesome i i fucking loved it um i can't wait to watch it again like i i can't say enough good things like this is gonna end up in my top 10 this year without a doubt like i loved it to death uh so yeah so when evil lurks highly recommended uh Mm -hmm. but yeah uh that's everybody right Mm mm-hmm all right, what did we watch? Uh, what happened in Road to Perdition, Gox? I think um, nothing. Nothing much. Uh, Road to Perdition uh, movie opens, and uh, I actually you know what I can't even remember how it necessarily starts. It starts with a voiceover, a kid talking about how he his dad is his dad a jackass, is his dad a dick, is his dad evil? We don't know, but I spent six weeks with him in 1931, and this is what I can tell you. And uh, you're introduced to Tom Hanks' character and his family. Tom Hanks uh, 
works for uh, a, I believe, an Irish mobster. They don't. I don't think they ever say what city they hail from, but I imagine it's within striking distance of Chicago. Uh, yeah, I assumed it was somewhere near Chicago because at one point they they he cleans out uh, Capone's bank or whatever. So yeah, let's just yeah. say Cleveland. So um, he works as a hitman for him, and you find out that um, Tom Hanks, you know, didn't know his dad. Never. So this so Paul Newman, who just does an. Paul Newman got nominated for an Oscar. Maybe he would. This thing did win one Academy Award. I feel like it should have won more. He's great um, in this movie. Also, I don't I don't think he was much long for this world after this movie. Didn't no, he he's an old man like, in this movie. Well, I think he passed away. Any, like, too many salad dressings. Should have kept some mm, of that salad I'm going to have my legs broke. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Paul, he works for Paul Newman. Paul Newman's a mob boss. He's got a fuck about son played by Daniel Craig, who's just eating the scenery in this movie. Um. Yeah, Dan- I forgot Daniel Craig was in this fucking movie. He's really good too. Everybody's tremendous. Good in this movie. Also, it's nice to see Daniel Craig do a uh, not a foghorn leghorn accent like in fucking yeah. Knives Out. <laughs> like, you liked he, him in you liked him in Logan Lucky, did you not? I like him in almost everything. I think he's great. He's fantastic in fucking uh, Layer Cake. I mean, he's oh well, yeah. He's but, great in the James Bond movies. It sucks that those movies just aren't very good after the second one. Yeah. Well, um, so you start at a funeral and this guy starts mouthing off at a funeral and everybody thinks everybody's drunk and whatever, blah, blah, blah. So then Tom Hanks has to go, you know, he's got two sons and his wife, his wife's played by, um, hateful eight. What's her name? Three name banger, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. Um, also, and the guy whose brother died, that actor looks so fucking He's familiar. in a ton of things. Yeah, I I King, he's, but... he's the king beyond the wall. That's it. Thank you, there Alex. That's it. I could not place. I was like, where do I know that fucking guy from? Yeah, and you're absolutely right. He was in Game of Thrones. So nobody knows exactly what there's a, you can already tell there's sort of a sort of a standoffish relationship between Tom Hanks and his kids. Like, you know, Tom, like his the mom is the the source of the loving nurturing stuff and Tom Hanks is the breadwinner and he's just doing what he does and he wants to keep it all separated and you find out why because he's a hitman, right? And he doesn't want his kids involved in this well, thing. Also, it's worth pointing out, like you say that Tom Hanks works for for uh, Paul Newman, but like Paul Newman basically raised Tom Hanks. Like, yeah, he's like the yeah, father yeah. he never had, right? Yeah. So that that's all. This whole movie is just a story about fathers and sons, right? Um, so one night Tom Hanks gets a call that he's got to go do some business for uh for Paul Newman, and Paul Newman's son, played by Daniel Craig, is going to come along. And so his oldest son, Michael, decides to tag along because he wants to see what's what. He snuck, and, in, he snuck in the, the boot. He snuck in the, the back sh- of the car. Yeah. The, the scene, so he ends up witnessing a gangland murder where Daniel Craig kills this guy who's accusing Daniel Craig of being a thief and whatever else and trying to defend his brother's name. And then his dad unloads a Tommy gun to these other fellows. And the way this scene is shot, the perspective of the kid watching it is amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. The- and then... They see a movement. They run outside and they see the son like hunched over by a, a, a wrought iron gate. And he's like shivering and scared. And then now the kid's all jacked up. Like the kid's like, what does my dad do? Blah, blah, blah. So he's starting to have trouble. Now everybody's like, okay, is the kid going to talk? Because the kid, both the kids, I, I forget. It's Michael and I forget what the other one's name is. Peter, I think. Um, yeah, I They love Paul Newman like a grandfather, right? And he's the mob boss and everybody's, there's, there's this big family kind of feel to the whole thing. But then... Now the kid's all upset because he knows what his dad does. He knows what his, you know, 
his pseudo grandfather does. And he, knows and the he witnessed he witnessed a murder. And I think he witnessed he, he multiple murders. I think he understands the gravity of that situation as well. So now everybody's like, he's going to talk. No, he's not going to talk. Everything's going to be fine. And you know things are kind of as they are. So then Tom Hanks gets sent off on a mission to Chicago, I think, to go collect some money for someone that owes money to Paul Newman. Um, and we're led through this very tense scene where he hands this letter to this guy and the guy's reading it, look at him, read it, look at him, read it, look at him. And, and just moments later, Tom Hanks had had like a really like friendly conversation with like the bouncer bodyguard about, Hey man, put in a good word for me. I'd love to come work for Mr. I forget what the gentleman's name, but Paul Newman's character. And this is being cross cut by effectively a home invasion at Tom Hanks's house. This is, yeah, which is, is, it's like a fucking horror movie. Like, well, it's, it's it's a three-way cross cut, right? So there's, there's a home invasion of Tom Hanks's house. Tom Hanks is in this tense situation in Chicago. And meanwhile, Michael, the one who witnessed the murder, he's been unhinged since this has happened. He's gotten into a fight at school and he's like writing, I will not fight at school a hundred times on the blackboard. So he's not home. So Jennifer Jason Lee and the youngest son get murdered. Michael comes home just in time to see that Daniel Craig has done it, but doesn't get murdered himself. Tom Hanks hands a note to a guy that says, if you kill Tom Hanks's character, all debts are paid. He shoots his way out of that, realizes it's what's on, rushes home to find his youngest son and wife murdered. The sound of his anguish when he comes oh upstairs, God. the way this scene is shot is heartbreaking. I heard. Yeah. So here's I, the also, thing. Before we get... I, I also like in this scene. Sorry, guys. I like the 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 when um, when Michael sees Daniel Craig. Like he thinks he sees him through the door, but it's dark and he can't see all he's all Daniel Craig is looking at is his own reflection. I thought that was like really clever. That was a cool scene. I thought that um, was pretty awesome. And the way he's just sitting there at the table, like just waiting for his dad to come home, Michael is. But then so there's this there's I, one of the criticisms because I was looking at this stuff at this movie afterwards. I was like, why is this movie not more popular? One of the criticisms from like Roger Ebert was you can't connect or relate to the characters like you're out of your fucking mind. What? Um, That's insane. And like the whole movie probably because about, they had all their face. That's probably well. What I'm saying, like the, but the whole movie, the whole movie is about trying to get people to relate and connect. So of course people are going to be cold and standoffish. But then like that's the whole. Well, point. also anyway. like that's the point of these characters. They're fucking 1930s men. They're not known to emote like that's right. Kind of men weren't allowed that feelings until last year. So I'm right. We didn't we didn't understand feelings until like 2015. So I mean, right. what do you expect? So. So now, so now Tom Hanks and his son go on a, they basically, we can't be here anymore. We're going on a road. We're going on the lamb and they head to, um, Chicago and they meet with, oh, now I can't think of his name. Uh, what's his name? Fucking, uh, Stanley uh, Tucci. Stanley Tucci. Yes. Stanley Tucci who works for Capone. You never see Al Capone in this movie, I'll, by the way. You just are, you hear of him, right? He's like the boss of bosses of the Midwest. Which is he's fine. like, hey man, I feel like we've seen enough Al Capone in films. Like we don't, we you can just know who he is. You don't need to see right. him anymore. Like, I'm this should have cast the Tom Hardy. Had <laughs> <laughs> that fucking movie. <laughs> so he goes to Stanley Tucci. He's like, listen, I want to come work for you guys. He's like, listen, I can't. He's like, but I got to be able to kill Daniel Craig, and I need you guys to give me cover. He's like, no, we can't do that. We can't make that deal. Okay, fine. Then the movie is kind of John Wick, right? Like it's all about because Paul Newman finds out what Daniel Craig has done and he is pissed, but he can't be so pissed as to turn over or kill his own son. So he's like, I love you. You're a fuck up, but I'm going to protect you. So now the emotional heart of the movie is basically the bonding that happens between Tom Hanks and his uh, oldest son as they go 
on the lamb and then start knocking off. They're like, all right, we need to come. We need to come up with some protection. We're going to start knocking off all of the banks that are holding mob money. Meanwhile, the mob has decided to hire Jude Law and his scene where he's introduced as this like oh, sort of love a, it. Like a, he's like a serial killer cross hitman like like psychopath. Yeah, he's so he, good in this movie. He takes fucking he he takes uh pictures of dead people for he's basically Nightcrawler, the movie Nightcrawler. But the but like I, I love the the first scene you see him in. He he's he goes to an active crime scene. The 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 guy got there's a guy that got stabbed. He's literally still alive, and Jude Law kills him to take his picture. Like that, well, he pays that, off the cops so he can take his picture, and then he really realizes the guy's alive. He so, smothers him so he'll like, be done. What so. a fucking introduction to a character. We know everything you need to know, right? Also, I love how they ugly up Jude Law because they give him like the fucked up. Like, have you ever seen? Uh, have you ever seen? Uh, Jesus Christ, I'm I'm blanking. Uh, Wild at Heart, Gogs, the David Lynch no. movie. So like. It, look up, um, look up Willem Dafoe in Wild at Heart, and they gave him the same teeth. They gave him these fucked up little teeth, and it was like it's just enough. Like it's just. Well, they enough. gave him like a receding hairline and this <clears throat> fucked up teeth, this weird gait. But so he's now stalking them, right? And he's very clever. It's also a lot of this is very uh, No Country for Old Men. Like it's this cat and mouse between him and Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks and his son are like teaching his son to drive, and they're having like some heartfelt moments. And there's a scene where like. Um, like Tom Hanks, I guess he finally like the 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 levy finally breaks for his sons. Like, did you like Peter more than me? And like, you can see like Tom Hanks like flinch and then feel bad and then get introspective and then you know kind of reflect on how you know he didn't want his son to turn out like him. So maybe he was distant and standoffish because he was worried that almost he'd infect him with his lifestyle because they're so much alike. Which um, I love. I thought that. Oh yeah, was brilliant. It was I like mean... it's like like. Yeah, as like, yeah, as a as a parent of, of two boys, it's um, Vance once asked me that same question and it broke my heart. So I was like, uh oh, what have we and done wrong? Like, no, son, I don't like either one of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both of you. Um, but uh, so you're both, you're both just awful. <laughs> just so they, awful. So they go around, they're knocking off banks. Jude Law is like, there's a great scene at diner where Jude Law almost catches them. Um, they finally figure out, all right, we're going to the, the, the mob catches wise to what they're doing. There's a big standoff at this hotel. This incredibly tense scene, this hotel with the accountant and a stock ticker and Jude Law stocking them. Um, and then everyone escapes, whatever. Uh, pause real quick. Yeah. Do, do either one of you know, how did those things fucking work? I didn't know. Stock I don't tickers. Yeah. They, were they just so, like, tied into a phone line? How did that work? I mean, they were tied into like, um, a telegraph. Line. Like a, yeah. Just like a wire. Oh, okay. Like and so wire, every uh, stock ticker, yeah, in the nation was getting read the same. Uh, like you know okay. that crawl. Like if you ever watched, like yeah, 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 sure. That crawl across the bottom. It's just that same, in paper same idea. Okay. Yeah. Also, so the just, guy that the guy that plays the like sleazy like stockbroker guy. That guy's great. He's always he always plays a fucking creep. He famously yeah. in the movie Happiness. He's the guy that plays the pedophile. He's he's that guy's always good. I don't know his name. He's like one of He's like a, a those guys, like the, you know what I mean. He's been in a million fucking yeah. movies, but I can never. Dylan Dylan name. Baker, he was uh, yeah. He's Kirk great. Connors in uh. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah we never got great. to see him lizard out. Yeah, nope. he's awesome. Good actor. So, 
They just they they also keep knocking a, off banks. Once a runny, once a runny, what's a runny soft boiled egg? That's what he wants Ugh, desperately. Nasty. So, so, um, Tom Hanks catches one. They go to a farmhouse. They get rehab. They meet a nice family. Um, the family's never had kids. They met too late in life. Um, but they get healed up, and I like, thank you very much for your time. They leave them what I probably in the 1930s equ- equated to millions of dollars. Oh, oh without a doubt, yeah. It's- um. And then they're off to go finish this up and settle scores. So he goes back to uh, confront his old uh, with this new information. He finds out that uh, Connor, played by Daniel Craig, has been Daniel stealing Craig. from which, his, which his is also father. What, which is also what the guy that that Daniel Craig murdered implied in the very beginning of the movie. Well, and also it's implied that that guy's brother got murdered for the same reason, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Exactly. So, so. Tom Hanks goes back to the town, meets up with Paul Newman in the church. They have a great scene there where he's like confronting him. He's like, Connor's been stealing from me. He's like, I know. He what knows. do you want me to do? Yeah. He's my kid. Yeah. And then you are treated to the quietest assassination scene. I, uh, I, this scene is fucking brilliant. I love it. Masterfully shot. Like just, just Tom Hanks just guns down everybody, looks Paul Newman in the eye. Paul Newman's like, I'm glad it's you. And then Tom Hanks, 30 rounds into this old man. Uh, and which then, they, don't, they don't show, which no, I, I like. They show I Tom like, Hanks' yeah. face the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And then now that, so it's all kind of decided, like, listen, nobody likes Connor. Everyone, uh, everyone suffers Connor, Connor being Daniel Craig, because he is Paul Newman's son and Paul Newman's protected from on high. Now that Paul Newman's not here anymore, we don't need to. We just want no more trouble. We don't care well, about Connor. Also, uh, real quick, before Tom Hanks did all this, he left a fucking letter to his son because he's fully expecting not to come back. Yeah, it's like, a suicide mission. To yeah, he. Mind. Th- yeah. So he, he takes out Paul Newman. He takes out <clears throat> Connor in this. Well, he makes a deal with Stanley Tucci. Takes out Connor and just like the. There's no. There's no yeah. monologuing. There's. No, it's just ice cold. Yeah. Just blows his brains out in a bath. You don't even tongue. get to see it. You yeah. get to see the reflection in the mirror in the door as it swings closed. It's so good. Another good and choice. Then, yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, now we're going to go finally to the aunt's house who lives on Lake Michigan, presumably. And uh, we're going to live there now. And just have this like nice moment. They're walking uh, down the beach. I know. But but everybody, I'm sure you all felt the same way. You're like, well, the Jude Law is that that loose end is just dangling. And it's, yeah, Jude Law gets God. severely wounded, but not killed. And no one ever calls him off. And I've seen this movie before. So I knew yeah, what I happened. I Well, I think like it's but it's one of those things where it's like, damn it. Like, you know, what's coming. Well, so like the sun's outside playing with the dog. And then inside Tom Hanks walks into this empty house announces his presence walks into this like (laughs) this this room that looks like a painting it's just stark white with this big picture window and he has this moment where he waves to his son out on the beach and you see his son's reflection in the window in the bottom corner and it's like it's like the man's finally found peace yeah and then he then jude law shoots him twice he's on the ground jude law is setting up his tripod to take his picture and like tom hank it's so quiet like the scene's so just Wyatt, and and then all of a sudden, Michael's there with a gun pointed at Jude Law, and Jude Law's like, "Hey, give me the gun, give me the gun." And you can see the hurt in Tom Hanks' eyes; he's laying on the ground. And he's like shaking his head, like, "No, don't," you know, because they just plead. And you see Michael just can't 
bring himself to do it, and then you hear a, it's a close up of Michael's face. You hear a bang. Jude Law falls over dead, and you realize that Tom Hanks has pulled a revolver out from his pocket and shoots him. And then Michael's like, I couldn't do it, and Tom Hanks couldn't. The relief on his face to yeah. know that his son will not be like him in his last moments is crazy. And yeah. then he goes and lives with the nice family that took them in. The movie is beautiful. I wouldn't cut out a minute of it. I uh, I, I got I, nothing. I I this is a weird compliment, but Tom Hanks is acting when he's dying, like when he gets shot. His reactions yeah. is so good. Like I, I I don't know if I've ever really noticed someone die well before, but I thought like. I mean, throughout the movie, like, Tom Hanks, and I mean, throughout this whole month, we're going to see this, but, like, Tom Hanks is, is a fucking brilliant actor, but, like, he carries himself, like, definitely off-character, off-brand, because, you know, he's he's always, like, a very pleasant, nice person. He's a bad and, guy in this movie. Well, he's not, he's a bad guy, but he's also just, like, very stoic. I feel yeah. like, I mean, I guess he was stoic in Saving Private Ryan as well, but, like, there's just something about him in this movie. Like, I just, I don't know. I think his performance is just really good. And it's, it's very nuanced. I thought like, I, again, like that death scene is like one of the best death scenes. Like I can remember. And I thought like, it, it's a little cheesy, like how it ends, but like it does, it, it reincorporates that scene so. that we were just talking about. I mean, it's, if it, it fits, it's the right ending. Like it, it's, it's, it's what you need to do. Like it, 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 if it, if you did anything else, it doesn't fit the whole movie. Like it's 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 the only way to end the movie. I I, I feel like this is I feel like this movie. I forget. I saw this movie. I think it came out in two thousand two. I, I think saw I saw it whenever, whenever whenever I didn't see it in the theater, but whenever it came out to video, um, I'm sure I rented it and I watched it. And I was like, ah, it's all right. But I was watching it like from the eyes of like a twenty three year old with no perspective at all. Yeah. And it was just kind of like it was like a boring mob movie for me as a young man, and like now I'm like this is a masterpiece. How does this movie not get just like? Well, I wish I wish Sean, I wish uh, Sean was here because it it definitely it brings back a, something that we say on the show all the time where this feels like in a movie a movie for adults, right? Like this is a this is not like this is a very you know um, prestige type movie. Like this is a this is a mom and dad movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, there's, there's no, like, I don't know. It, it just doesn't have, I don't really make a lot of stuff like this anymore. It seems like, but uh, anyway, I'm, I'm fucking up on everyone's favorite question. Alec is, uh, geez, the prohibition, your favorite part of this movie. Yeah. I don't like people drinking. <laughs> God, how are, how are we friends? He doesn't um, like that you drink. He just likes wow. you. Oh, well, that honestly, that's like really sweet. That actually is that's incredibly endearing. Thank you, Alec. I appreciate that. I said it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would say. I would say. I don't know. There's a scene that I think God's skipped over, where Tom Hanks goes and he's talking to. I don't know if he's a chaplain, but he's an Irish fella, and the guy's just like, "Don't shoot the messenger." Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that seems badass. Yeah, you're right. But you're gonna give him this message from me, and then he blows his brains out. Yeah, they gave, they tried to pay him off with like twenty five grand just to go run away and go be somewhere else, and let yeah. forget this all ever happened. That shit was awesome. <laughs> that was badass. That was definitely like 
I, I and you, again, like you, even in this movie, even though like you know, again, he is obviously like a, like Tom Tom Hanks is a villain, but he's got like a moral code. Like I, there's a line in this movie that I loved where um, it's in the, the the pen ultimate scene between Tom Hanks and um, Paul Newman, where you know he's like, "Your son's a murderer," and he's like, "We're all murderers." He's like, yeah, none he's, of us, yeah, it's like there's there's nothing. The, he says there's nothing but murderers in this room. Well, well yeah, nothing. But, but then he also says in our line of work, we're all guaranteed not to see the kingdom of heaven. And it's like, yeah, dude, it's come a on, killer line. <laughs> like, I mean, I but I love that. Like, whereas, like, you know, I feel like Paul Newman's character definitely lives by a certain code. He still recognizes that he's not doing, you know, righteous things. And same with Here's Tom the thing. Hanks. Paul Newman and Tom Hanks are the same character, right? They're just the same character in different places. Yeah, well, and again, it ties into because the Because he's that, the one who raised him. He's basically Paul Newman's son. He's the son right. that he wanted and not the one he got. But yeah, the the code the code that they live by is ex- like they're they're doing exactly what the other one would do. I mean, even like earlier in the film it's when they're like they're they're having like their business meeting um and, it, and Paul Newman it destroys the scene but the 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 uh stockbroker guys like talking about ripping i forget he has some scheme where he's going to basically like rip guys off at work and he's like we don't we 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 uh we take guys money after they get off work there's no need to rip off fellows no, he's trying to fuck work. he's trying to fuck the unions he's like no yeah. and i love that but that also that scene where Daniel Craig, he's like, he, you know, you have some, or Paul Newman said Daniel Craig, he's like, he's got something to say, and he's like, I would like to apologize, and he's like, you would like to apologize, do again, and like, oh my god, like, it's so good. <laughs> also, I I love what a piece of shit Daniel Craig is in this movie, and everyone hates him. Everyone is, fucking hates him. He is completely unlikable, but still, like, charming in his own, like, terrible I, I like, way. I like towards the end of the movie where uh, Stanley Tucci is kind of talking down to him because he's yeah. again he Stanley Tucci fucking hates this guy, but he's like he's like look my dad's an old man and I'm gonna be in charge soon so I don't think you should have that fucking tone with me and it's ah no man it's so good <laughs> like it's I love that shit <laughs> like, we uh, actually never we never got past what Alec besides the fact that Alec didn't like the drinking what Alec what did you think I thought it was pretty good overall I didn't think it was great. Gogs is worried you're going to hate it based on your te- your 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 uh, cryptic text. Oh no, that was just going to be contrarian. <laughs> um, there's lots of scenes that I like, but I'm a happy ending guy. I don't like a sad ending. It is very um, sad. There's like the I mean I guess ultimately it's happy because Michael yeah Michael gets out of the life. farm family now. <laughs> Um, but there's just so many, there's so many good, like, themes in this movie. The scene where, uh, Tom Hanks is talking to the banker. He's like, I only want the money from the mob in Chicago. Yeah. If I read something in the paper in a week that some farmer got his house foreclosed on because I robbed this bank, I'm going to come back and I'm going to blow your fucking <laughs> yeah. brains out. I love that. Yeah, like, I only great. want the mob money and i also love that he gives that teller like he gives him a stack he's like here just say i took it like i love that like it's awesome always trust the bank manager um are either one of you familiar with lone wolf and cub you are gogs is 
So Lone yeah. Wolf and Cub is about this movie is Lone Wolf and Cub. Like the, I, I, and I know this is based on a comic, and I haven't done zero research on the comic. I would be shocked if the guy did not wasn't directly influenced by Lone Wolf and Cub because the story of Lone Wolf and Cub is, uh, so the the samurai the the shogun's executioner, which was a real thing, uh, back in feudal Japan, he is set up basically by a greedy uh somebody that wants his position uh and then basically his family's murdered the only one's left is his son and then he goes on a run and it turns into like a big adventure series the whole but plot it, gets summarized in the first 30 seconds of liquid swords by the jizza it's also it's also uh in uh kill bill a little bit uh but anyway like i i thought that this movie was like pro prohibition era lone wolf and cub like i i was i couldn't get over that as i was watching it and it never dawned on me the first time i watched it I, but isn't lone I, wolf I, and cub heavily referenced in uh, bob's burgers Cause yes. they have a, an yes. animated a japanese yes. series good, in good the one. show that's, that's right. right that's correct that's correct i can't remember the name of it i can't but it watch the whole box set that's exactly you're you're 100% right out uh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, man, I don't know, dude. I, I, uh, I don't know. I love this fucking movie. I thought this movie was great. And it's a little long, but I felt like it doesn't overstay its welcome. I feel like it's propulsional, like a propulsionary. Like, I feel like it doesn't linger too long on anything. I was never bored watching this movie, you know, mm-hmm. thought it was shot incredibly well. The color grading is really good. That's something I never talk about in a movie, but the color grading was like, amazing like it looked like what happened to sam mendez because that guy has quite an eye and now he makes those boring james bond movies <laughs> yeah he hasn't done a lot lately he's kind of garbage he did 1917 i loved that you know what yeah, that, i did love that, that was good that was good i forgot all about that movie i take it back good job sam that's a good mendez. gimmick movie though it's yeah. not something i'd revisit i enjoyed it once i thought it was well made uh have you have you either one of you i know i'm sure either one of you have actually seen it but seeing the new Superman, it's like the Lois and Clark show or something. I've seen clips yeah. of it, yeah. The That's... guy that plays Superman is the kid from that. I, I saw that. Oh. It fucking blew my mind. Because I was like, you know how on the Plex it'll show the actors? It showed that guy. And I was like, who's that guy? And I was like, oh, he's the little kid. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm it's like 22 years fuck. later. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. Anything else we want to talk about before we get into five knuckle shovels? He also made Jarhead, which I liked. Jarhead, but that came out thirty years after ago. this, or, or yeah, twenty years enough. ago. Yeah, but yeah, he, he came out. He came out strong with American Beauty, Road to Perdition, and Jarhead. Um, American Beauty is does not hold up at all. Does it uh, not? No, I guess not. I liked it when it came out, but it does not hold up. Mm. Also, as you know, as much as everybody knows that I have a huge crush on Thora Birch, uh, her nudity in that movie is uh, problematic. Uh, as best. I mean, it's she was underage. It's kind of yeah. weird. And her creepy ass parents were like, "No, it's fine." It's like, <laughs> like it's a, at some point, the director should have been like, "Yeah, let's uh, let's cut this." Like, that's not legally. Even, this is not fine. Yeah, it's very weird. But that's not even the worst. But that movie again, I I implore you go watch it. It, it does not hold up. It's disappointing. I mean, I, I, from what I remember, everything about it is just like. It's very edgy, like yeah. That's exactly Chris. What's his name? Oh, he has he's a Nazi, a secret Nazi. Chris Cooper. He's a secret gay, gay Nazi. <laughs> yeah, 
Alex, one hundred percent right though. That's the problem. Yeah. It's all like super edge lord crap for the nineties. It's very, it's very late nineties. It's just a nineties art movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an attitude era arts movie. <laughs> That's hilarious. Break it down. <laughs> Apparently, some football player did the suck it sign and got fined for it. I my mom sent me a. Oh, a, I saw. No, it was that. Joel yeah. Embiid. Yeah, yeah. the seventy. Oh, I thought it was a football player for some reason. Shows how Joel Embiid got he got feed. Like, it was like fifty two grand for doing the suck it. Oh, that's worth that's, it. Fifty-two grand for him is like thirty minutes. Worth One of game, yeah, not yeah. right. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into five knuckle shuffles, I guess. <laughs> Did you say Alec? Alec. <laughs> Alec. Alec. <laughs> Sorry, um, man. I'm gonna give it a seven. That's a good score. I liked it. I thought it was solid. Like. Tom Hanks really, when you look at his oeuvre, has not had a lot of missteps. Um, and this isn't one of them. I didn't, I don't know, it was a little too long and a little too slow. But I know movies based in this time period are going to be long and slow. It's just... It took him a while to get is. places back then. Like, cars could only go like 35 miles an hour. Yeah, and they were all manual. And, the and they didn't have, to, and they have radios. The kid had to learn how to shift on the fly. He also didn't have that's power pretty, that's, steering. That's pretty much yeah, how that's my, uh, my first time driving a stick shift went too. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine driving in silence. Like, that just sounds awful. <laughs> like, um, a pack of harmonica. <laughs> the driving uh, blues man. Blues traveler just have it sit right there. Literal blues traveler. Hey! So a seven, but, uh, overall, yeah, seven. Overall, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty good. More, more hits than misses. Um, but definitely going to have some higher movies later this month, unless somebody sure. picks the red, the red circle, or whatever that movie's called. Oh, oh the circle. What the fuck was that called? Yeah, oh, that the was circle. Like dog shit. Didn't you watch the that Apple guys? movie? I feel no, like I, we talked I, about that on the show. No, I watched the TV show. There's a TV show where it's like catfishing called The Circle. I didn't actually watch the the movie. Is like a play on Apple. I, re- I remember the trailers. Yeah, it looked stupid as hell. All right, uh, pass the mic. Um, I'm giving this a ten. I, I I I mean, not for nothing. My sappy ass teared up a little bit describing the plot. I loved this movie. It did it for me. Um, Does it hit you harder because you have two sons now? I feel like that's a that's a cop out answer but I'm, I'm gonna just say asking, I'm yes. just asking a question that's yeah all. no I think so like you see there's things like because like, there's like a bunch of the stuff that's in there it's like it's talking about like how do you relate to your kids and how does that like how does how do you navigate that and that hit if you're my me. father the answer is you don't well I mean <laughs> and, and that's like what we all don't want to have happen right like yeah. it's I, no I'm just um, kidding. I'm, I'm making jokes people it's all jokes Fun, funny jokes, but I, I thought that uh, I thought Tom Hanks was great in it. I thought Paul Newman was amazing in it. Uh, everyone's acting their their ass off. It's beautifully shot. The soundtrack's great. I don't think we touched on that. Uh, the soundtrack is really good. It's like move me. It's moving the and score, like it's not really the score. Not the soundtrack. Yeah, I loved, um, I loved when 
inter intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. It really came out of nowhere. <laughs> Paul Newman just like shaking the intergalactic. It's getting riddled with bullets. Um, no, it's uh, I, I loved it. I, I I am shocked because when we talked about it, I remember thinking it was good, but I don't think I've seen it in twenty years. And it's like I feel like it's. Uh, Criminally underappreciated. So um, I've been gloating. That's that's all the gloating I'll do. Um, but it's a ten. It's my favorite movie we've watched on the show this year. Uh, TJ. Oh wow! Wow, that's impressive. Uh, it's a ten for me, dog. I fucking love this movie. I I also uh, just want to say that like I love this period, like this time period. Like I I loved Boardwalk Empire up until about season three. Um, I just love like the prohibition era. I even like, it's not a very good movie, but the, uh, Ujimbo remake that takes place in this time period, uh, last man standing the Bruce Willis movie. I kind of <laughs> like that. I mean, it's not good. It's not nearly on this level, but I'm just a sucker for the prohibition era. I just find the time period very interesting. Um, but this movie, I mean, there's just, it's just all like, you know, we talk so much about, bad movies and when they just constantly make the worst decisions and this is an example of a movie that like i feel like every little choice they made was the right choice i feel like you know in in a less capable director's hands i feel like there's so many of these scenes that would feel bloated or like overdone like gogs talked about in the very beginning of the synopsis where the scene where you see Michael witness the the murder that uh, that Daniel Craig does. To shoot that from his perspective is super cool. Like I love that, and it's just a great touch. And also, like the fact that most of it's obscured and you don't really see everything. But you like, you come to realize as the scene plays out, he's watching it from basically the heels of his dad. Like the yes, shots, exactly. like are, it's it's ugh, bananas. And another, I mean, another visual metaphor for him literally like being in his father's foot, like the shadow of his father. Right. Like, right. I mean, it's a it's a it's a literal visual metaphor for what the movie, you know, uh, hammers home. And I again, I love that. I loved in the very beginning, you know, he Michael goes to the the, the wake and his dad's like, no dice. Don't bring the dice, you know, because like, again, it's showing that he's already. You know, there's there's little scant bits of like kind of the the seedier side of life already in him. You know what I mean? And I, I mm -hmm. just man, I love that stuff. And I love, you know, I don't I, you know, kid actors um, generally hit or miss. This kid's really good. Uh, I thought he was great. And Tom Hanks can't say enough good things about Tom Hanks. I mean, he he is just, you know, you, you I don't think I, I would ever think of Tom Hanks as like a heavy and he's perfect in this movie. You know what I mean? Like he, he commands the screen. He definitely has a presence of this kind of this like threatening aura about him. And I, it's just great. Daniel Craig is great. Paul Newman. I mean, Paul Newman is just a powerhouse in this movie. Like there, and, and again, like he's so complex as a character, right? Like he's this, he's clearly like the, this mob boss that's got, you know, gallons of blood on his hands but he still like has this core where he like wants to be good and wants to take care of people. And it's just like, I mean, even his relationship with Tom Hanks, right? Like he raised him, but he's just, 
he's just using Tom Hanks, but like he does love him to a certain extent. I, it's wild. Like it's just very, it's like people, like it's very complicated. And the fact that his moral code, you know, he knows his son's a piece of shit. He knows his son's like wildly out of control, but like he can't sell his son down the river, you know, like there's that scene early on where Paul Newman is dressing down Daniel Craig and then Daniel Craig literally starts crying and he can't help himself, but to like embrace his son and be like, there, there, it's okay. Like, I man, I don't know. Like it just, there's just so much good about this movie. And, you know, I liked, there's not a ton of action in this movie, but like the few little flourishes of like the, the, the shootout in the hotel room is done really well. And um, there's a couple other little scenes, like again, the, 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 murder in the beginning of the movie like i don't know they just to me this is just a movie that gets everything right and i really enjoy it and uh yeah i i'm with you guys i think it should be talked about more um this is a movie that's basically forgotten to time like i i hear no one bring this movie up like ever so it, I, it, should, it should at least be in the conversation of some of the best mob movies and it's not even oh it's yeah never, it's never brought up yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's a ten. I loved it. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad it held up because that's why I picked it. Because I hadn't seen this since I saw it in the theater twenty years ago, and I loved it. So, so yeah, uh, that's Road to Perdition. Uh, it's your birthday pick, Gogs. What do you got? So I'll let the group decide because I have it's a your Thanksgiving birthday pick. pick. It's your birthday uh, pick. All right, so. then we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch How High by Method Man and Red Man. Because I've never seen it, and I want to watch it. Okay, yeah, All right. fair enough. And I've never it. seen it either. Well, I love Method Man. And I love Red Man. So I figured, let's just give this a whirl. I mean, it's your birthday. It's that or it's Philadelphia. So there's. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I've, I've never seen Philadelphia either. So those let's are go with How High. How High <laughs> sounds a lot more fun. Less AIDS in uh. In well, I don't know that. I've never seen How High. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, one of my favorite things about Redman was his MTV Cribs, where he had his gold records sitting on his kitchen floor. He's like, "Yeah, I've been meaning to hang those." <laughs> Dude, his his Cribs is the best. He's like, like he's like he's got like a mattress with like no cover on it, and like next to his bed, just a thing of lotion and tissues. Like he's like, "Welcome to my bed." Didn't he have like? Didn't he have like a shoebox full of money just on the like refrigerator? A backpack full of cash just yeah. sitting around. <laughs> he's like, like he's like lives in like Newark, New Jersey. Redman's a real one. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. Criminally underappreciated uh, lyricist. All right, next week, uh, how high? Um, let's smoke a smoke a blunt. Smoke, smoke a fatty. Smoke a fatty for Gogs being a pimp daddy. How about that? Nice. Uh, all right, everybody, that's the show. I need to find food. I'm gonna go forge for my dinner. Uh, go get some Ekibon. I had that earlier today. It was. It's just far enough where it's inconvenient to get, but yeah, it's it's, it's very good. Uh, next week, Sean will be back, so it'll be back to a full power show. Yay! Um, so I'll have to let his jaw relax for a couple of days. Yeah, he's been on a show in a while. I know it's been like at least a month. Was he? He was yeah. on last week. I thought he was. No. He never. No, he missed last week. And he I missed last week. He and... ever? He never. Did he do the Southland Tales episode? Did he make did it he back not, for that? He did. We made he him did. be. We made. We yeah. made him be present for that. We delayed that show for like a month because we forced him to be on it. 
<laughs> we we delayed that show so long. I watched Southland Tales Southland Tales twice. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all and right, that, everybody. Uh, that pushes our 400th anniversary back till next year because we waited so long to do Southland That's Tales. Son of a bitch. No, <laughs> it's all right. We'll get we'll get over it. When are we doing the Molies? I guess. Oh New yeah. Year's or I mean, we got time. We always do it in December. So. All right. Well, do we'll it figure like it out. End of, end of December. <laughs> the fan will be happy. Yeah. Brent and Anthony will be happy. Who's uh, that one anyway. crazy guy that like cataloged all that shit a while ago? Yep. He's, he's still around? The one Mary. that was supposed to get a Joker. Uh, the yeah, we, never pop that we, never, never, <laughs> we never sent it to him. I don't know. Oh, I really. lost touch with him. We I used to talk to him through uh, Instagram. Anyway, uh, I really got to go eat. So bye, right. everybody. Bye, everybody. Poor Just baby. hit the stop recording. <laughs>